Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show I have my very good friend Arjuna Adag. How are you Arjuna? <laughs> hey, I'm good. Good to see you. Thank you. Now we are, we're going to be talking about an interesting subject and one that is close to my heart because I'm always on the lookout for one of these rare specimens and we're going to be talking about conscious men. <laughs> uh, what the definition of a conscious man is, uh, how we can identify them and um, and the journey that men are going through now because you know we, we've spoken quite a bit before on the show about this awakening that that uh, we're starting to see and, and, and normally we talk about it in relation to women but I'm finding more and more men now are starting to have this opening and this 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 yearning for something different um, and something bigger than themselves which is really exciting so before we get into that juicy conversation uh, Arjuna why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to, into doing this kind of work well the the, the, the um, project with men actually was born out of my friendship with John Gray who wrote um, <clears throat> men are from Mars women are from Venus you know the mm -hmm. classic uh, go-to book for a uh, Gender, I just pulled that off my shelf. Yeah. Um, so um, John and I have been in the same men's group for about um, eight years. And actually just it just happened that one day, I live quite far away. I live two hours away from where this men's group happens. So one day I was feeling tired, so I just wrote a quick email to everybody in the men's group saying, who has a bed for me to sleep tonight? And John wrote back, you can stay with us. So I stayed with John. And uh, after the men's group, we went back to his house, and we made a cup of tea, and we started to talk about our men's group, then about men's group more generally, then about what does it mean to be a man today. We looked up at the clock, it was 2.30 in the night, right? So we'd been talking for four and a half hours. So the, a month later, we had the men's group again. I went down to Marin. This time I actually wrote to John, can I stay again? He said yes. The same thing happened. The third time that I went down, we actually deliberately recorded our conversation. And out of having many, many, many conversations like this, like like hours and hours and hours of conversation, we created a book that I really think has an original uh, view of what it means to be a man today. Right. So what does it mean to be a man today? <laughs> right. Okay, well I'll give you just the, the I'll give you the kind of the elevator pitch here, okay. I suppose. Okay. So you know if we go back, I don't know, just to the nineteen fifties men and women had very clearly defined roles relative to each other. So, you know, a woman's role was to stay at home with the kids and uh, the food and the house and, you know, all of that. And a man's role was somewhat rugged. You know, he would go out and he would either go to war or he would go to the city, you know, dressed in kind of almost like a uniform. And he wouldn't really feel very much. He would just do his duty and bring back the money. And if he, if he did his duty sufficiently, it was kind of his, his right to have sex with his wife. Um, he didn't. He didn't show much feeling. You know, this was the this was the the stereotype that many of us grew up with with our fathers and grandfathers. Mm -hmm. Now, as we all know, in the 1960s there was a big a revolution happened among the genders. So, women who had already gotten the vote in 1917, women started to want to participate more in being creative and expressing themselves. Women wanted to become judges and doctors and politicians and and lawyers and all these things. Men, on the other hand, in the late 60s, grew their hair long, got more into their feelings, learned to play the guitar, you know, started to smoke marijuana, very feminizing drugs. It was a whole kind of hippie thing started. But generally, men realized we have feelings too, and we want to be able to follow our feelings. So a man was no longer happy to just do what his father did. A man realized that he had his own 
his own emotional body as well. So really, in the early 70s, women became more masculine. As we traditionally understood it, men became more feminine. And that was, in many ways, good. It was a, it was a liberation from a straitjacket of conformity we'd had up to that point. But here's the thing, mm. is if that becomes another kind of conformity, uh, what can happen is women, if, if women go too much into a kind of go-for-it, kick-ass, testosterone-based you know, attitude, if a woman becomes like a, a lawyer and wears you know, a business suit or, or becomes a CEO and actually doesn't have an opportunity for, to express her feminine energy, the problem is that a woman becomes stressed. Uh, because women, they balance stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol with oxytocin, and the work environment that has been created by men is mostly conducive towards man's way of doing things. Now, in the same way, if a man goes too much into his feminine side, goes too much into talking about feelings, being guided by feelings, um, too much into, you know, in, into uh, relational concerns or the family, he actually becomes feminized, and the problem is that he then becomes very stressed because he, a man's way of dissolving stress is to push through with testosterone until something's accomplished, and then there's this feeling of, ah, he's earned the right to rest, and that's a release of dopamine and serotonin in the brain. So when a man has accomplished something, naturally he's going to stop, he's going to relax, he's going to feel he's earned the right to rest. So actually... What's happened is in the last few decades, as we've had this freedom from stereotyping, men have become somewhat, not all men, but a lot of men have become somewhat lost and confused. They've lost a sense of direction. They don't really know what their gift is in the world anymore. And so what we find, John and I, is many of the men that we counsel or who we counsel, they don't actually feel very good about themselves as men. It also affects um, sexual performance. You know, a man who's who's become more feminized, who doesn't have an opportunity to balance these chemicals, has a greater difficulty in getting an erection or in sustaining uh, erection for it during sex. So consequently, really, John has a great understanding of um, biology, and I have a really good understanding of coaching. So we've put together this book, really just to provide tools to support a man to feel good about himself. Now, I presented you with two possibilities, right? One is the stereotype, the macho man, that goes back thousands of years, the man who's hard, enduring, rugged, doesn't feel his feelings. The opposite is the feminized man. That's the second kind of man who's kind of lost his edge. He's gone kind of limp, you know? Mm -hmm. There's an, a third kind of man, which we can talk about, which is the cultivated, learned kind of masculinity. And that means you go read a book, you know, here's how you should be a man, or you, you go to a course, and this is how you should be a man. And that develops a kind of rather... Uh, you know, stilted, like, okay, now I'm really present and, uh, and I'm being a man now. But the problem with that is it's very serious, and if you just poke in the wrong place, it's all going to fall apart. So the fourth kind of masculinity that we're describing is conscious masculinity. And that simply means that as a man, you've put some energy, some interest into your masculinity. You've, you've considered how to transform your masculinity from automation to art. You've considered how you can make your identity as a man into a gift that will allow you to feel good about yourself, will be a gift to your partner and to your children and to the people you work with. Right. So 
my what I hear you saying is that um, a conscious man is someone who still is operating from the masculine, but is in touch with his emotions um, and is making more conscious choices um, based on uh, not not just uh, you know a man's role, but as as in his uh, what's better for his family, what's his highest good. Is there some kind of soul connection as well over a conscious man? Yeah, so we in our book, Conscious Men. Whoopsie. <laughs> in our book, Conscious Men, which I've got right here, uh, we we uh, we talk about twelve qualities of conscious masculinity. But this is not a formula. We're not telling men how to be. Right. We're based on our research. We've determined that there are actually twelve qualities, which, if they are recognised and somewhat cultivated, you see, there those are the twelve qualities. If they are recognized and somewhat cultivated, we've determined these are the qualities which allow a man to feel good about himself. There's a tremendous element of choice in this, you see. I mean, it's, we're, not, we're not telling anybody how to be. We're saying these are 12 qualities which we've determined allow a man to feel comfortable in his own skin. Have a look at these 12 qualities. If some of them you're living fully already, then great. If some of them you don't want to live, no problem. But if there are qualities we show you here that you can see are weak in you and you'd like to make them stronger, here are the tools that will allow you to do that. It, it's, a book, it's a book of tools. You know, it's, got, it's got dozens and dozens and dozens of simple, short practices a man can do to bring the best of himself forward, particularly in relationship to a woman. Right. Because that's the thing. I think that the roles, I think you're right, the roles have actually kind of got us screwed around a little bit. Um, and I think in some ways women, especially if they have to step into their masculine in their career or whatever, um, they forget to turn that off when they come home. Yeah, that's right. So they, emas in a ma they emasculate their men. Um, and then we have the guys who are like, well, I, I know that I need to be more feeling and more open. But then, how do I navigate as a man still and still do that and be able to do that as well? So, can yeah. you maybe share a couple of the tools that you have in the book that um, that men could use? Yeah, well, a good thing you mentioned is about feelings. So, one of the tools that we offer in the book is actually a a tool that John has been teaching for decades. It's called the Venus Talk, and mm -hmm. it's it's not exactly what you would expect. The Venus Talk is a ten minute practice that's done between a man and a woman. So, this is oriented towards a heterosexual couple where mm -hmm. the woman will speak for maybe 10 minutes about whatever, she, whatever is going on for her. We particularly remind couples to remember feelings of frustration, of concern, of disappointment, of embarrassment. These are the common feelings. They're not dramatic feelings like rage. They're the kind of mild feelings that we tend to get caught up in during the day. Uh, and we also then invite a woman to move into what does she want? You know, what is, what is, what is, what is she, what does she want to create? And what does she appreciate? What is she grateful for? Now, the man's role, quite surprisingly, is simply to listen, to listen and to ask questions. And then, after ten minutes, they don't switch. Right? Everybody <laughs> thinks now we should switch. Now it's the man's turn to talk about his feelings. No. The way that this, the point of this practice is not that everybody gets to talk about their feelings. The point of this practice is that a woman has an opportunity to fully share her feelings and a man has the opportunity to sit back in the saddle, to become, to rest into not just being an aware man, but to being awareness itself, which is something of a kind of mystical 
state, actually, to enter into a kind of open-eyed meditation. Because here's the thing. When a man rests back in himself and becomes listening, and I'm using that language intentionally, I'm not saying he listens, I'm saying he becomes pure listening or pure awareness. That is actually what causes blood flow to the front part of the brain, increase of dopamine and um, serotonin, which replenishes his testosterone, res testosterone reserve, which means after 10 minutes of pure listening, a man is going to be more present, feel more confident, feel more like, I've I got this. On the other hand, if a woman is invited to just talk freely about her feelings, well, then this happened, then I, then I said this, and then he said that, and I felt kind of disappointed. If a woman is able to just follow every feeling, she's going to move much more into her feminine essence, which will increase oxytocin in her brain. The oxytocin balances stress. And after that, the man, a man and woman will actually feel polarized. They'll feel they have something to give to each other. He has to give this gift of centered, present, open, spacious awareness. She has to give to him the gift of colorful exploration of feeling. And then they polarize. They have something good to give to each other. And that becomes a foundation of a relationship where it's not two people just meeting in kind of hom homogenous harmony. It's two people meeting in a polarity who have something to give to each other. And that's actually what creates attraction. It's what creates great sex. And it, it's what creates long-term sustainable relationship, is recognizing this difference in gender in biology and turning it into a gift so we can actually we can serve each other. See? Yeah, absolutely. Because I know you and John have actually been working on an online course. So is, yeah. this, is this kind of the, the kind of information and the tools that you teach in the course? Yes, yeah, yeah. The beautiful thing about the course is we interviewed a ton of really amazing men. Some of the most inspiring, on-target, purposeful men, like John Mackey, the founder of Whole Foods, talks about mission and purpose. Who could, have, who could talk better about a huge mission than you know, transforming the way that America thinks about food? Uh, we interview Coop Blackson. We interview uh, Bill Kauf, who founded the Mankind Project. We found some of the, the really the powerful elders of men's work. So when you go through the course, you, you, John and I will introduce you to these practices and misunderstandings all on video and then we put you into a circle where you can move from one man to another in a men's circle. Some of the greatest, most wisest men alive on the planet talking about these different areas. So you can go into a men's circle about mission and purpose. You can go into a men's circle about being with anger. You can go into a men's circle around sexuality and listen to wise men sharing their life experience. So it's a, it's a fabulous opportunity to learn from some of the greatest men alive about the possibilities inherent in your manhood. Right. And so who are the type of men that would benefit from this and, and what, what are the benefits that we get out of doing an amazing course like this? Well, the benefit really, the benefit that John and I have derived from all of this and from our involvement in our own men's group is that you you learn how easy it is to feel good about yourself as a man to feel you're a good man with something to give to it's it's only a flip of a switch to to relax and feel I'm a good man I'm a good husband I'm a good father I'm a good leader I'm a good man and that's a that's a very specific feeling you know and when you have that feeling of ah I'm a I'm a good guy I'm giving my best it dissolves fanaticism, it dissolves insecurity, it dissolves the need for rigid ideology. You know, a big, big thing that's worrying to people at the moment 
is the, the, the rise of political and ideological fanaticism, which often leads to violence and terrorism. But really, this happens in a vacuum of meaning. When you, are, when you have a vacuum of knowing why you're alive, you turn to extremist ideologies to try and find meaning in something external. When a man feels that he, he knows his gift, he knows his place in the world, he feels confident about that, a man just naturally wakes up in the morning looking forward to his day. He goes to bed at night with a sigh of relief knowing he's given everything. His sex works well. Everything flows well. His money works well. And all of this is actually not nearly as difficult as one might imagine. It simply requires understanding your biology and cooperating with your biology. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm very excited. I'm very excited about the course that the two of you are running, and I'm excited about the graduates that you're going to be, uh, you know, putting out into the world. <laughs> As a conscious woman, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so you deserve only the best. Yes. <laughs> so, um, where can we send people to find out more about this and to connect with you, Arjuna? Consciousmen.com. Okay. Consciousmen.com. Very simple. Consciousmen.com. Uh, we've been talking about conscious men, so. It's uh, just consciousmen.com. There it is, right there at the bottom of the book. Consciousmen.com. You see that? I think I'm holding it. Very easy, and it's all there. There's a free mini course waiting to. John and I will be there on the front page waiting to greet you. Five day free mini course takes you through all the permutations of this. At the end of the mini course, we'll explain to you the next step if you'd like to go deeper. Wonderful. So thank you, Arjuna, for joining me today. As always, it's, it's always a very educational conversation with you. <laughs> it's wonderful to be friends with you, Natalie. Thank you. Thank you. Now, guys, I, if you click on the banner to the side, if you're watching this online, or the banner underneath, if you're watching this on the app, you can go straight through to Arjuna and John's website from there. And make sure that you share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, and make sure that you leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with a Master's video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Whoa, that sounds good. <laughs>